0: Welcome to the Decolonizing Fitness Podcast, a socially conscious platform unpacking fitness culture and redefining it in ways that are more supportive to all bodies. I am your host, Ilya. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. My co-host, Candace is taking a little break, but I got a special, special guest sitting right beside me with her fine <laughs> self. <laughs> My lovely, lovely partner, Crystal Richardson.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: She's so amazing, but I'm gonna let her introduce herself.
1: Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Crystal. I am Ilya's girlfriend. Um, Ilya says to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I I struggle with that when people say, well, what do you do? Um, I, I help people, whether it's giving legal advice or uh, motivating folks, um, to achieve their goals, um, fitness wise, or, um, just being a, a friend or girlfriend. I just, I love being in community, being an advocate. I love helping people and making a difference. So, um, that's, I would say the crux of who I am.
0: I love that. Thank Aww, you, baby. Thank You're so you. humble and sweet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so are you. She
0: be doing so much, y'all. Um, we'll get into a little bit later how we met, but she's been someone who has been a community advocate um, because, you know, we just have a lot of, we live in a conservative state in North Carolina and we have a lot of laws that are trying to be passed in the secret of the night to further, you know, take the rights away of marginalized people. And my baby has been one of the key players on the front line um, to keep us uh, as safe as possible with all this bullshit that's going on. So I know she's very, very humble, but y'all please look her up. She's doing some amazing work as an attorney and as a community justice advocate. So big shouts to you, babe. Oh, thank you.
1: You're thank welcome.
0: You. You're welcome. Oh, so I want to introduce a new segment. Um, this new segment is essentially called the DF Spotlight, where I will be shouting out a very, very cool, radical uh social media page that I think folks should follow. Mm. And the first one that I'm gonna shout out is shout out. I'm shouting out uh the body recovery group. And that's their handle on Instagram. And essentially what they are is a um a social, like a a global online peer support group. Mm-hmm. And they're dope as fuck. Anybody from any country can tune in to their, I think they have weekly Zoom chats where they essentially help you work through your issues with your body and provide a huge support system. Mm-hmm. So I just want to read one of their memes, which I thought was dope as fuck. That was, they sound pretty dope. Yeah, they're mm. pretty dope. So go give them a follow for sure. But um, here's the meme. Body recovery is giving the power back to the body. It is taking care of the body, but in a different way than we are used to. It's not fixing the body, changing, or improving it. It's definitely not hacking or purifying or optimizing it. Mm -hmm. It's letting the body tell us what it needs and wants. What's optimal performance? What is optimal performance? not what we think it should be. It's recognizing that the body is the boss
2: mm-hmm. and
0: we should listen to it, not the other way around. Mm. So I'm going to let that shit marinate. Mm. I it, love if that.
1: I, if I, if I um, had a fitness philosophy, it would definitely be um, that my body is the boss. Yes. I listen to it. Um, people talk about intuitive eating and intuitive, you know, things like that, uh, running or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. I just feel like I just naturally do that because a lot of the times, um, I don't want to do workout, you know, (laughs) but, um, like in my head and sometimes it's it's a task to get up and want to, you know, go to the gym or put on fitness clothes and, Um, actually you know grab some equipment and get going but when the body says get up this is what i need this is what i want to do i listen
2: that's right
1: when i've been hitting it pretty hard and i'm tired and i want to keep going but my body's like no lay down rest i i I do that Mm -hmm. um it's not always easy um the mind and the body will differ sometimes but that's powerful Mm -hmm. the body definitely knows what it needs. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I've been learning more and more um, with dating, with dating you in that way, because, you know, I've been a trainer for a long time and I've really, really tried to push past my limitations. Number one, I've always felt like I had something to prove as someone in a larger body. Mm. And number two, I just really love bodybuilding and the whole, mainstream, you know, culture around especially like bodybuilding, weightlifting and stuff like that is to push through pain, you know, hit that next PR even if your joints and tendons aren't ready for that heavy weight, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness is just part of the game. And I remember days back in the day like where I would literally be trying to walk to the car and couldn't even hardly feel my legs Mm -hmm. and would have to sit in the parking lot for like 30 minutes before I could even get my foot up on the brake you know what I mean and that's that's how hard yeah that's how hard I used to hit it in the gym and that was just part of the culture and I mean my mind was telling me all of these things and my body was like what the fuck are you doing Mm -hmm. and fast forward now with someone living with chronic pain and a lot of injuries from just obliterating my body in that way, mm. I'm, I'm forced to listen to it now. Cause my body like, look, I will shut down on your ass.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And my body, it, it, it will, it will, can I, um. <laughs> 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 my body be like, no bitch. I stop, <laughs> I stop immediately. Right. right. <laughs> um, but it's, 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 also, because I'm, I'm competitive with myself, mm-hmm. and so I want to challenge myself, yeah. um, but I also know that there's limits to that, um, and I think it's important to just learn uh, how to do things uh, correctly, like form, mm-hmm. and especially, you know, easing into things and learning how to um, do variations. Like, for example, I like to run, mm-hmm. um, and the method I started with um, is like a run walk Mm -hmm. uh, interval training and it's to prevent injuries Mm -hmm. and so i've that's just something that you know really it stuck with me because i i like having those breaks you know what i mean but then again it goes back to that intuitive i mean it started out something i was very rigid about with the Mm -hmm. timer and then it got to a point where i'm just like no i'm I'm gonna see if i can make it to that tree i'm gonna see if i can make it to that building
2: and just
1: testing what my body could do and learning over time that that's the best thing for me personally and going with that.
0: I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And that, and I love that you, you know, you name, you know, intuitive eating and now, um, the intuitive movement is, is popping up, which you kind of spoke to as well. And I think before I, you know, if I had to recommend folks before they even really started engaging in fitness, especially if they're, if they had some type of, you know, traumatic issues around their body, around movement, around eating, any type of disordered eating, you know, is to really try your best Mm -hmm. to start the process of trusting your body Mm -hmm. and listening to it in that way and being more in tune, being more intuitive with what it needs. Because it, it can be, uh, a thing for me where I, as I get older, I realize we just don't have as much control over our bodies as right. we think. Right. And we can have the best protocols and plans in, in place. And yes, they can be helpful, mm-hmm. but it's still just, you know, it's just the way things show up from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just gonna have to sit your ass down.
1: Yeah. I mean, I started, uh, out um in about 2008 2009 i did a lot of beach body coaching and Mm -hmm. training and at first um before i was coaching it was just about honestly wanting to lose weight i saw a picture of myself and i was just like whoa i didn't recognize myself Mm -hmm. and that i'm not ashamed to say that that is what motivated me but Mm -hmm. what i quickly learned um is that the fitness journey really starts mentally mm-hmm. and a lot of the work. So there was three things that, that, uh, you know, to be a part of this like fitness group that we required to do. And one of them was uh, 15 minutes of personal development. And at first, you know, I did like a round or two and I just kind of BS it. But then the competitive side of me, <laughs> I told you I was competitive Hell, Mm -hmm. saw this girl, she was just like killing it every day. And I was just thinking, damn, she can do it. Hell, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. And I wanted those points. And so I really started to take it seriously for that and and really reading um, books that motivated me, inspired me to just keep going and to bite away at things Mm -hmm. and to have acceptance with myself for how my body shows up now. Yeah. And I think that's part of also knowing your body, learning your body and even being able to be in alignment with yourself enough to, to hear things that your body is telling you mm-hmm. um, is really being at peace. And so that starts internally. Um, and then once you are honestly inspired to just hey, I can, I can do this. I want to see if I can try. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times I, I just think people don't believe in themselves because mm-hmm. I know I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I could do it. And you, your body, you don't know what your body's capable of sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you have to uh, really do it for yourself because if you, if you don't um, really dig deep to see what's motivating you, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be tough to stay consistent, to even get started, to to be inspired to whatever you're you're doing this for um you want to feel good in your body you want to be more confident
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um it really again it you it starts mentally for me it it, it yeah Mm -hmm. i feel
0: you Mm -hmm. and i and you know and just um first of all trigger warning because we are going to be talking about losing weight uh, and I and I want us to really I understand that that really can evoke a lot of feelings and heartfelt emotions for people when it's very traumatic. Yeah. But I want us to have a sincere conversation about how many of us have pretty much the same entrance into fitness where, you know, we are even if it's unintentional, we have ways where we blame our bodies of, well, you know, well maybe you didn't push hard enough or. Actually, maybe if you follow this plan or maybe if, you know, if you did this and if you really, you know, dug dug deeper, you know, even like Bay was saying. And that, that can be good for mm-hmm. people who have a, a decent relationship with their body. But if you're coming into fitness and you're already feeling hella fucked up because diet culture will have you, white supremacy, which creates diet culture, ableism, where you're fearing... And you have a hatred for disability. So you want to try to prime your body thinking it's going to live forever. And we just need to face the inevitable that everybody is going to die. And you Mm -hmm. cannot prevent that. You can be the most, quote unquote, healthy person and still drop dead. Like, it's just no way of avoiding that. So understanding that we have all of these scripts at play Mm -hmm. when we're entering the fitness arena. And so we carry a lot of that shit unintentionally. So I want us to really stop and 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 look at that before we start coming down on people because our entrance, it it started us as a place and then we grow, we learn, and evolve.
1: Absolutely. So thank Woo, you, babe. You better say that. Thank you. Because like I said, that word was a journey. That's mm-hmm. how I started. And, you know, I, I've i lost weight, gained it, lost it again, picked it, you know. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's honestly, it's not... What I've learned and definitely where I'm at now forever and always <laughs> is, is um, you know, I do it to feel good. It's 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 about my mental health yeah. at this point. I, I just over time learn what feels good and what doesn't. And some of that shit is trial and error trial and error. Yeah. Um I know a lot of us have tried so many fads, so many different things, um, to just feel good in our bodies and we we all do what we feel we need to do to accomplish those things. Mm -hmm. Um, and we do the best we can with whatever resources we have. And so that's, that's where I was at at the time. Right. And so for me now, I realize, um, that, you know, therapy doesn't always have to come from speaking to a therapist. It can come from physical fitness. It Mm -hmm. it releases certain chemicals in your body and, Mm -hmm. um, it also helps, you know, gets exert some of the energy that for me is often pent up in, you know, some of the, the career things that I do, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a high stress profession that I'm in. And Mm -hmm. so fitness is almost a matter of survival sometimes.
2: Yeah.
1: So, and then I also just, I drive a lot in my car and, you know, I like to talk, you know, take walks with you and Mm -hmm. do different things. And so, um, it's always good to, to be able to
0: mm-hmm. get out
1: there and, and do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: it, you know, and I love that you highlight some of the physiological effects of moving, mm-hmm. you know, and again, mm-hmm. it's no one's more morally obligated to get up and move their body. You can totally, you totally have the right not to move. Um, and and it depends on your relationship with movement. I know fitness can also be a very triggering word for people because fitness spaces, continuously historically have not celebrated diverse bodies Mm -hmm. um so i i want to hold space for that and you know what's
1: a better word movement
0: movement purposeful movement Mm -hmm. um restorative movement sometimes i'll Mm -hmm. use fitness you know i'm reclaiming and redefining and that's essentially what decolonizing fitness is Mm -hmm. you know like really just breaking down um moving removing the colonialist piece the white supremacist piece from fitness and just kind of redefining it in ways for us um, that work for your body. And that that could be different for different people. But if you are truly invested in, um, in, in divesting from toxic fitness and diet culture and recognizing that, how that can show up in your practice, because I think that's the first thing. Um, really, really, truly looking at, Um, something as simple as, you know, what food restriction rules do I have around eating? Am I saying, oh, I can only eat before 7 p.m. or, oh, I can't eat this particular type of car because of the X, Y, and Z. And if it's something that really, um, you know, if it's something that alters your digestion or something that's a medical diagnosis where you You don't have to eat. You you have to get your certain dietary needs met. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. But really look at those external cues or those external factors that help you build your relation or the relationship that you have around food. And when you start really unhinging that, you'll see a lot of this is not coming from you. It's not something that your body is naturally wanting to do. Your body's going to crave the foods that it feels it needs. Mm -hmm. You don't you don't have to help that shit alone um so that's
1: something i'll tell you i've always done is like try to find food that will will work for me that i like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like people often say well damn are you a vegetarian are you a be like i mean are you a pescatarian (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i get so many different things but i i like what i like because like i said over trying different things i've learned that certain you know, eating a certain way makes me just generally feel good. Mm -hmm. Other times I feel more like, Oh, like just, just got like weighted down. Mm -hmm. And like, I can tell I get more in my head and I'm, I'm just more tired. So I try to manage, you know, the things that, well, Hmm, I feel really good when I, and I honestly, I mix that shit up. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I'm like you, I don't restrict things. Um, I like what I like. Um, and, you know, yeah, I just try to, again, real. it's always about what feels good to you. Right. That, that's really important
0: to exactly. me. Exactly. That's, that's most important. You're right. And, you know, just lifting up, y'all, um, first of all, go back and l- listen to what toxic fitness culture even means and stopping and giving y'all a huge side note definitely check out my Patreon and become a member because I'm going to be rolling out some, uh, webinars pretty soon. That will be (laughs) where I'll be talking about what inclusive fitness, how you can engage inclusive fitness as a practitioner and as someone who may potentially be someone's client. So, um, What,
1: what can folks expect on that toxic? What you say? Fitness culture?
0: Toxic fitness mm-hmm. culture. So I. So essentially, that particular podcast episode is really unpacking what toxic fitness culture is, how it can show up, mm-hmm. and similar to the things that we named, where you have, you know, personal trainers um, shitting on you and body shaming you and policing your body. You have the, you know, the thirty day challenges and the transformation videos and the before and after pics and the uh what's that shit where you could uh what was that shit where you could drink some shit or chew some gum and not be hungry or some old shit mm-hmm. that uh chloe kardashian was pushing and all this other bullshit all of that is diet culture infused into fitness culture mm-hmm. mainstream fitness culture so we just mm-hmm. really do a good job of breaking down some of those things that you is so embedded in our society that we don't even realize that it's toxic because we're just so used to it mm-hmm. and you know and lastly on this particular point lifting up that oppression is what alters a lot of our physiological components in our body a lot of our physical shit a lot of our mental health dietary changes and quote, unquote, lifestyle changes only account for about 25% of what we can, you know, greatly affect regarding our health. Health is not a moral obligation, but I just want to lift up that social determinants of health, racism, the environment, the fact that you ain't got no good health care plan, all of these different things, uh, you know, transphobia, homophobia, ableism, Um, just the way that fat phobia, like literally, uh, discriminates and just, you know, robs people of their life is why we running around here sick. It ain't because we fucking ate cotton candy for breakfast or some shit like that. Now, so, you know, really understand that again, a lot of this is so embedded in our psyches that we're literally walking around and moving around in fight or flight mode and highly anxious.
1: That is me. (laughs) Because of this shit. Mm, That's why I get involved in in movement. Because I I tell you that flight or fight, I feel sometimes like my heart pounding and my stomach, you know how like you're on a roller coaster, Mm -hmm. baby, and you go up and you feel that anxiety, like the anxiousness. Mm -hmm. And then even when that drop hits, that, that sinking feeling, like when you, uh, descend, Mm I, I, I feel that sometimes, you know what I mean? Like just from anticipating how something is going to turn out and not being able to control it. And then sometimes, um, that just distracts me from whatever I'm presently doing. And so I, I, again, I've learned to be able to do some just different methods (laughs) that will at least help alleviate some of that pressure that I feel so that I have methods to stay calm to take that deep breath and and to truly believe that i'm safe Mm -hmm. and and that it's going to be okay yeah because and and then honestly it happens less and less the more i consistently work out and just you know of course it's it's other factors that go into that type of self-care and that that work to Mm -hmm. you know um move through that type of anxiety but um, I definitely think that movement, at least for me, is a huge, huge piece of that. Um, mm-hmm. It just overall keeps me calm. Yeah. You know what I mean? The more I can be calm, the less I feel that
0: fight or fight. Right. And I and I appreciate that about you know, babe. We're we're definitely on two um, different ends of the spectrum with mm-hmm. movement. You know, like I named. I I have a, a love for bodybuilding, mm-hmm. and it's almost been to my detriment because. Honestly, you know, I've I've always chased an aesthetic goal of masculinizing my physique and I, you know, I don't have no shame in that. Um, you know, as someone who is in a trans body. But, you know, movement has caused me a lot of great pain. Um now I don't enjoy movement except for uh mobility work and stretching. Like exercise really caused me causes me a lot of pain. But babe really, you know, really takes great satisfaction in movement like she named it helps calm her down and I really appreciate that balance and that's and that goes to show our relationships are all different with movement you don't have to try to like I, I ain't trying to keep up with babe I can't I can't keep up with her she really genuinely moves when her body feels like moving and it's very very consistent and I do the same thing and my shit may be intermittent you know what I mean and that's okay mm-hmm. Um, I do want to get into some questions back. Okay. I'm going to start Next out like. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to go uh-huh. ahead and kind of sprinkle in some of the questions from the uh the audience I put up on uh our Facebook stories. Mm-hmm. So the first one is I asked how did we meet and then someone asked, um, do we have any cool stories we want to talk about?
1: How did we meet? I saw your fine ass on the panel <laughs> speaking and speak, talking and talk. <laughs> no, you, um, it was like Charlotte, uh, black gay pride. I think, um, it was one of the first times I actually saw you, but I think I was just like following you on social media and just knowing of you, um, just in community, um, I really felt like you were doing some really, really great work in the LGBTQ community. And that's the advocacy work that I was doing at the time. And so I feel like our paths just intersected a lot. Um, But timing is everything, y'all. And sliding in the DMs is a real thing. Because I feel like I totally (laughs) slid in your DMs, maybe. Just showing, you know, hey, look at this, look at that. And then Ilya was like, well, girl, shoot your shot. What are you what are you doing? What's up? And, and I don't know, it was all from there. We just said, you know, um, you know, we tried a couple of times to hang out and it just didn't work. And then, oh yeah, at, at one point, I guess I was pretty heavy with the, the, the messaging and he said, you know, <laughs> let's get serious. Let's, let's get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of the year, which was January of 2019 mm-hmm. and it's February the 20th. 2020 today and we sitting here mm-hmm. looking at the snow out the window mm-hmm. talking to y'all on the podcast
0: baby got her little heat blanket if y'all hear the heater uh the heat just came on so i don't i ain't cutting it off so it is <laughs> we wrong this motherfucker <laughs> And I did. I remember the first day I actually met Crystal. Like she, like she named, and I was so in awe because she came up to me after after the panel, and I was just like, "Damn, she fine. But, <laughs> oh, she has
2: girlfriends. Cool.
1: <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. It's all.
0: Good. <laughs> it's so cool. I, I did. Was, I did. Yeah, but it's all good. You know, like like she named Tom and is definitely everything.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, to be patient. I was getting ready
0: for you. Right. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let me ask one more little nice question before we get into the nicey stuff. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say nice and nasty. It's gonna be a a (laughs) nicey. This is gonna be a nicey question.
1: Oh
0: lord. Um, what ways has mainstream or toxic fitness culture. How has that affected you?
1: Um. Thankfully, I haven't been, I mean, you know, I don't feel like I've been too harmed or, or, or scarred, but I do think I've had to unlearn some things. Um, so that can always be harmful anytime you have to unlearn some shit. You know, that's not good. But, um, I think that, I don't know. I think it's just the ideologies. And, like, it's hard because I'm around a lot of people who think some very toxic shit about fitness. Like, someone the other day made a joke about someone being sick, like, in the hospital and losing weight because they couldn't eat. And then being like, oh, you know, I wish I could lose this weight like naturally you know what I mean and then being like oh well you know is it really that bad that you got sitting there like oh, you oh, know uh, but I was just uh, like oh uh, I hate that people feel that way
2: they would it, be blocked
1: you know and it's just hard because some people genuinely feel like oh I'm not like I had a friend a couple years ago we out to dinner and she you know genuinely was like well I'm fat so I know you know, no one really wants me or, or something mm. like that. And I'm like, damn. but why? Like, mm. I just, it's, it's hard because I, I know that there's so, you know, so many things in our culture that perpetuate mm. a certain way of thinking about what does it mean to be fit mm. or even, you know, Ha- hearing someone joke about giving their their five-year-old child about you know a, a donut because they didn't want them to be too fat mm. like you learn these That's things abuse you learn these yeah. things you know what i mean and i'm just like oh you know and i know i can't you know <laughs> fight off all the toxic things <laughs> in their environment but it's 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 it, it's hard because that that really hurts my soul that people again feel that they can't just be themselves, mm-hmm. just be okay with however they show up. Um, Cause life is fucking hard in and of itself with all the challenges that we endure. We all mm-hmm. endure different things, trying to um, eat, trying to live, trying to educate ourselves, trying to provide, trying to support like all of these things have costs to them
2: mm-hmm.
1: as some way on our mind on our bodies on our spirits you know uh, sometimes we even do- derail our own like things that we want to do for ourselves trying to help other people mm-hmm. and then we're worried about oh this person you know i gotta look a certain way just for what honestly for what for who you yeah. know so it's just hard and i get it i mean it's one thing to want those things like genuinely this is how i want to show up and how i want to look and i'm going to work hard to do that versus i feel i have to do to to look a certain way and that to me just is is the harmful things we you know to be around a society and be in another society that Mm -hmm. that perpetuates that type of message
0: that's real thank you for unpacking that baby i know that can be tough um before i get into this next question I just want to say I got some shit to say about it after you answer it because motherfuckers was coming for my baby (laughs) and when you uh, a skinny ass um, white assumed or you know coming for anybody that's a person of color um, I'm sorry especially if it's not your lived experience and you got the nerve to be trying to call somebody else out mm-hmm. uh i just feel some kind of way okay. and i and i know i'm not you know i'm not setting out like i'm just this big bad protector mm-hmm. of crystal mm-hmm. you know she's she's her own autonomous being y'all so don't be coming at me with that bullshit <laughs> but you know it did it did kind of strike me because that's just the way that people Falling my DMs all the time. And it's like, stop fucking questioning me. You ain't got no what, room, bitch. What's the
2: question? What's the I'm question? I'm sorry,
0: sorry, sorry. So the question is, um, you said, and I'm going to put the little voice in it because it was a few people saying the same shit. You said that you're going to be addressing fat phobia, but your girlfriend mm. talked about mm. losing weight. It was listed in her Instagram profile isn't that
1: fat phobic. Mm, okay.
0: What you say about that, babe? <laughs> <He's so funny.
1: laughs> well, first of all, I truly apologize. I I just I'm not the social media guru that my my boo is, <laughs> and I don't really check that shit. I I'll be honest. I post a few things, but I just I'm not on social media as frequently as I should. So scrubbing my page. Is something that I just don't I mean I, I whatever I created that page with years ago is what's there now <laughs> I just don't I don't change it I don't edit it I just don't play around I don't I don't indulge I don't engage so I apologize for not scrubbing my shit before my very popular famous boo thing my baby um shared my tag. Um, and you all saw that because, um, I definitely would have edited that, um, prior to sharing, but on the, on the real though, at one point, again, I was a beach body coach. So to stay on top of my goal, I wanted to motivate others with similar goals. And part of that is sharing my fitness journey um, and also selling, um, the Body products. Now that was a good five, six years ago. Um, I, now I don't sell any products. I don't train people. I don't coach people, but I do again, want to motivate and educate, um, in sharing the things that I've learned along my journey. So how I eat, how I move, I just share that shit because that's how I learn watching other people who intimately shared how they eat, how they move, what they do during their day, what stressors they have, kids, work, whatever, because that matters. Context fucking matters. So I can't be following somebody trying to replicate and learn, and it's just an unrealistic expectation if their shit is just completely fucked. So you know what I mean? I might can pull some things that might work for me here and there um but it's important to just be your authentic self and share so I, I that's what you if you follow me that's what you're gonna see that's that's my goal mm-hmm. um but again i'm not helping folks lose weight so i mean if it's fat phobic i apologize and it's off
0: yeah it's off. and you know just lifting up that some of y'all who are these extreme critiques and anybody above critique. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, I don't want to speak for Crystal, but I'm not personally above critique. And I know we all started somewhere along this journey. And I'm also not going to sit back in my high chair as my platform continues to grow, even though people often have that misperception that I'm just sitting back waiting to call somebody out. Um, Hell, I thought
1: that. I was scared to date your ass. <laughs> I was like, hey, Nick, I'm getting social media. See, and this is why, uh, excuse me, baby, but this is why I'm also not a social media person because I'm a face-to-face person. I need to see you. I need to see your body language. I need to engage because people see shit like a snippet, and then they want to have a whole ass opinion and mm-hmm. don't even know shit about
0: you. Exactly. And I
1: cannot that
0: shit yeah, okay yeah. so I, go ahead I'm sorry. No, no doubt baby because that's <laughs> real mm-hmm. because they don't know they don't know how your politic is informed they don't know what kind of ideologies mm-hmm. you know you holding on to you know they, and then and, and you, you a whole ass black woman maneuvering through this world so get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. nobody is above critique we all need to hold ourselves accountable and we all need to continue to do better each day mm-hmm. Um, but I think y'all need to back up a little bit because we are in the public eye, and my baby was kind of you know my baby was already in the public eye she just wasn't in the public eye like on at well she kind of was on mm. online too,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: you know the whole this whole fitness conscious fitness inclusive fitness wave just hit her page via my page. You know what I mean, so now everybody thinking, Oh, you know Crystal's page don't have the same exact content.' that Ilya's page has. Crystal been doing this shit. Crystal has her own shit that she likes to, you know, put on her page. And y'all just need to just back up with that bullshit. I get it. Please hold. continue to hold me accountable because y'all love following in my DMs every time I post something. You know what I mean? But who else doing this shit? You, you also looking to my page to learn. So remember that. So if you see... Something that might seem fat phobic or if you see something that kind of throws you off, by all means, share it. But white people, especially cishet, able body, thin white people, y'all really, really need to take a step back before you so quick to jump in DMs and call somebody out. Because um, one last thing I'll say about that, which I found interesting, babe. Mm-hmm. A lot of white people quickly jumped on that mm-hmm. when I tagged your page mm-hmm. before you edit your profile. And they had all this shit to say. Mm -hmm. And then when I addressed it, people of color came and they said, hey, I wasn't going to say nothing, but I'm actually glad you're addressing it because I didn't want to, you know, add no more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because they understand. But white people, y'all need to sit back and take that same seat and be like, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. You know, let me think about the levels of oppression this person is carrying. Let me think about the level of privilege and power that I'm aligned to before I go jump in somebody motherfucking DMs trying to check them. Mm-hmm. Because you're so worried about, and I'm not trying to minimi- minimize this, but I speak my shit on my podcast because you're so worried about being triggered because you've seen the words weight loss. Mm-hmm. Like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, you can fucking unfollow me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. okay. Sorry for the Okay. Rant.
2: All right.
0: Thank um, you. Anywho. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I He's don't so be good. liking a wild out in front of Bay like that on my <laughs> podcast, but y'all know how I get down. So we're going to get on into these questions. Oh, no, no, no. Let me share this quote from another page I think y'all should follow. This is the Kendrick, an amazing Black trans masculine poet, author, creator, educator, spiritual healer, guru, Jay Mace Third. and I think he had the most amazing quote he just put up, and this is like the epitome of how I feel about you, babe. Like, part of loving someone is willing to be transformed by them. And um, I'm kind of paraphrase some of this quote, but Jay Mace was talking about essentially how his father, when um, Jay Mace came, um, um, mentioned to his father that he was transitioning. Instead of his father, like, bombarding Jay Mace with a lot of questions, he kind of did his own work to unlearn and relearn and he didn't like thrust that upon Jay Mace. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he processed it elsewhere and then he kind of came back with him, um, came back to Jay with a more educated version so he could have that conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's one thing that I love about Crystal. We'll talk through some things and I know sometimes she does feel called out by me. But I love that she'll do her own work around that. She'll be like, "Hmm, okay, that's noted. Let me, let me, let me, let me research, or let me marinate, and let me, you know what I mean? Let me take that in." Especially when it comes to my identity, my needs, the way she can support me. So I just wanted to lift that Aww, up, babe. Thank you. No doubt. Thank you. No doubt. No doubt. So let me go to another question. Um, and either one of us can answer this. Mm-hmm. I think this person was just trying to be funny, but I don't want to assume. How to avoid white fitness folks on YouTube when looking for fight training drills? Uh, laughing emoji.
1: You could take that
0: one. <laughs> I mean, you can't avoid white people on YouTube because they got time, resources, and all this other fucking energy to put shit up on YouTube. So you're gonna be bombarded with that. I don't. I don't engage in like fight training or any kind of more mortal combat or karate or jujitsu. So I don't know anything about that. Um, What I can do is follow up because I'm pretty sure some folks follow me on Instagram. So I can follow up with you and try to go through uh, some of my Instagram folks and they might be listening to this and then hit me up and shit and then get back with you. But you know, we're going to be inundated with whiteness. We live in a white supremacist culture. So I'm so sorry. Anything? No. Nope. Okay. Your favorite black fitness blogs or vlogs? Babe, you got mm,
1: any? I don't. I can't think of any. I just you decolonize of fitness. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly. Thank you, babe. <laughs> Even
0: though a lot of people be getting on me, they be like, "Where are your fitness videos?" First of all, I don't put that shit. I put educating. Not saying that you can't educate people with fitness videos. Mm-hmm. That's why I share a lot of my kindred and the stories and stuff. You're not gonna find that shit on my page. Um stop asking me for before and after pictures. People still ask me for that shit. because uh, I ain't the page for that. If you want some solid content, then holla at me. But um some folks I follow and they not really vlogs per se, but they share a lot of great stuff on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Raz the Diva and I think Raz Diva might have a vlog. Mm-hmm. Uh Adriana and I hope I'm not fucking your name up, I'm sorry. Adriana Adelaide. And um I met I met her in Philly and she has an amazing page um and does some amazing yoga training. Mm-hmm uh justice Rowe, the kindred he's a kettlebell expert Mm -hmm. rooted resistance my homie rock in florida they do a lot of um great they have a lot of great boot camps and stuff that they host and share about and they're just a badass uh radical revolutionary motherfucker Mm -hmm. um marcia underscore dpt they're a physical therapist and a personal trainer they have uh a PT clinic as well as a gym, and they're dope as fuck. They're one of the co-hosts on the Disabled Girls Who Lift podcast, so check them out. Lauren Lavelle, I fucking love, um, is a is amazing body affirming coach out of Philly as well. So you feel free to check any of those pages out. Those are some ones that just um, pop up to me.
1: You okay? So i mm-hmm. i don't know blogs and blogs but okay. since if we could do instagram yes okay i can do that yes. <laughs> um renee Watkins, i like yoga okay. pages so i am renee is one of them oh
0: yeah um
1: just any kind of like black yogi um I, I often do the, like the hashtags mm-hmm. um, so I'll follow like God is pose things mm-hmm. like that um, and any type of videos that really show because um, I really want to get more into uh, just yoga in mm-hmm. general like for movement more flexibility like my hips get tight mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah, like I said I do a lot of sitting and driving so um thing like videos where people show you how to actually get into certain movements yes. I love videos like that
0: oh yeah mm-hmm. hell yeah mm-hmm. um and it's so many it's so many y'all and I'm so sorry. 'Cause I think it's it's,
1: it's so many, It's so many. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think it's and I but I try to be mindful specifically to shout out the ones who I've either work with personally Mm -hmm. or the ones that I know are fat affirming, trans affirming, because even some of the black blogs, if they on that cis hat like homophobic, transphobic bullshit, Mm -hmm. that fat phobic shit, Mm -hmm. I don't fuck with them. I don't give a fuck if they black or not. So um, those are people that I fuck with just off the top. Mm uh let's see positive workouts positive workouts that are body positive but not with an emphasis on weight loss do you have any
1: said positive workouts
0: yeah and i'm just quoting a, like
1: movements or
0: yeah i'm I'm guessing that's what they're asking for
1: um number four. Uh, i think like i said anything that is uh like deep stretching, like mm-hmm. flow, like like the type of yoga I do is definitely like a flow type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like a like a constant like movement, but like a stretching, like that sort of thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and I think that's more about to me, consciousness, me mm-hmm. and present.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but also you'd be amazed at the strength it builds in the body. Mm. Um, physically, mentally. Oh, it's just awesome. That's real. Yeah. So that's real. yeah i like that um
0: i just want to note with that one real quick mm-hmm. well let me ask you this yeah. can we get through all these questions
1: go ahead i'm
0: sorry okay no i'm just saying you you cool to get through oh all yeah yeah okay I didn't know if I was talking no much. no you ain't talking too much okay. we do what the fuck we want <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> come back listen to us in segments <laughs> if it's too long But um, because some of these I want, you know, both of us to answer or if you answer, then I'm like, oh, shit, let me share this. I don't Mm -hmm. want to do a job. But uh, as far as positive workouts go or body positive workouts, I get that question a lot. And honestly, when you build body trust. Oh, and shout out, be nourished. And um, hold on. It's another page. (laughs) Sorry, I begin sidetrack y'all. I just be wanting to share with y'all some jewels on the gram. Hold on one second. Okay, shout out Be Nourished and Deadlifts. Deadlifts underscore and underscore Red Lips because mm-hmm. I think they do an amazing job at really. Um, be Nourished has a, a body trust. Uh, retreat, workshop, e-course, where you can really learn how to, to not even just love your body, but beginning the process of being okay in your body and accepting your body more. And I'm doing them a, a huge disservice because I know they do way more than that. And deadlifts and red and underscore red lips also highlights um, ways to support your body through just what they share So it's not, for me, it's not a specific like workout or this exercise that's body positive. I mean, it's just a way of trusting your body and finding pleasure in movement, whatever that looks like for you. And I know that sounds simple and fluffy, but that's legitimately how I feel. Like, and if I was your trainer, I would just work with you to really be in a a place where you can find peace with their body and then we would build from there.
1: And that's that's what I was saying yeah. earlier about yeah. starting I mean cuz yeah. honestly that that's half the battle. That's exactly. it. That, actually that is the battle yes. <laughs> if there is one. That yeah. is it.
0: And then you might never that's get the there. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah.
1: that's that's the work I think just really um, because you you are important and I don't think sometimes people really um, know just how important they are, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and, you know, you matter. So do what you need to do to feel good. um, And your body You only have one life to live. Mm -hmm. So I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of making this the best life Mm
0: -hmm. um, that we can
1: live. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's
0: right. And, and, you know, and, and really, and I'll move off this question, but really, like we talk about redefining fitness, fitness does not look like, necessarily exercise you know a workout regimen or what you see what you're inundated with, fitness can really be anything. Mm-hmm. You know, with my chronic pain acting up, fitness is me being able to make it down to the car, mm-hmm. down three flights of stairs, oh. and getting back up, or standing up at the kitchen, oh, yeah. um, in the kitchen at the counter, at the stove and shit, and fucking cooking. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fitness for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And me taking pleasure and really moving my body. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Because I could go on and on about that. Mm-hmm. Uh... Some of these are kind of overlapping questions y'all, so I apologize if we don't get through all of them cuz this next question is like what are some fun exercises we enjoy doing?
1: Um
0: when I'm filling up to it, I like press and play with you. I
1: was going to say we we do a lot of um so we we have uh access to like a uh, video library of different workouts and stuff. So sometimes we'll just like pick one and do it together in the living room or go to the gym and do it together. Uh, We like to take hikes together, go for walks a lot. Um, And sometimes that's, you know, that can be more intimate where we're walking and holding hands or, you know, jogging, walking. Um, It just depends. Sometimes it's, you know, we've gone to like a couple of nice hikes and like, Great smoky mountains or like Mm -hmm. somewhere, you know, like a huge mountain, um, where it's a more like a, like a legit ass hike, Mm -hmm. um, which is a workout in and of itself. Um, and then sometimes like we haven't done this in a while, but I love, 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 love getting trained, Mm -hmm. um, by Ilya. So sometimes we'll go to the gym and I'll just say, okay, like, can you just train me today? And so, you know, I'll just listen whatever he has for me. That's what the fuck we do. Uh, <laughs> and then some days, you know, I train him. Yeah. And so I'll say, that. hey, this is what. Right. This is what we doing, and that's what we do. do so. Well, can. That's right. Um, but I love that we definitely take turns with that, and it's never, it's it's always a go with the flow moment. It's always like whatever we're in. the mm-hmm.
0: And I love that you helped me get out of the regiment. Um, that I had around exercising and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes following an exercise plan, cause I think baby kind of highlighted this sometimes following an exercise plan. I'm not saying that's bad because I think it's a, like you named the mental health piece mm-hmm. and just having that routine that you can fall into. Mm-hmm. And also knowing that, Hey, I, if I'm not up for it, I don't have to do it but it's here. It's like a guide and it brings mm-hmm. me back to center. You know, I really appreciate and I, that. And
1: I'll give you an example that of that. Like with Beachbody, they like to do things in like different programs of like 60 days, 90 days. So mm-hmm. the one that we're doing, well, kind of doing yeah. together now <laughs> is a uh, 100-day Excuse me, morning meltdown. And so, uh, you know, I'm on day 20, but I don't... It's a daily thing. But I... May do every other day and mm-hmm. I feel no qualms about that, yeah. you know, and I don't like if I want to run I'll run mm-hmm. and then maybe the next app pr- press play some days if I haven't worked out, you know in a while I might do two in a day if I feel up to mm-hmm. it. Um, But the main thing is that I want to keep going. I want to get through the entire thing and so at least seeing it and being able to check off those boxes keeps us going but not feeling bound. And because I mean, and that 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 was a process, like when I first started, I would feel guilty and shame about mm-hmm. missing a workout or not being able to keep up. But then I also realize now that, you know, it's more important for me to accept my life and, and have that peace of mind, because that actually contributes to the mm-hmm. the health and wellness piece of it, whatever goal I'm trying to accomplish I'm I'm always a hundred you know a hundred percent more guaranteed to achieve that if I'm mentally well and if I'm mm-hmm. feeling in a more positive um hopeful mindset as opposed to condemning myself and beating myself down.
0: Yes yes baby thank you I like that um how <laughs> <laughs> <I've been, laughs> was I don't know <laughs> you good man okay. just say what you need to say okay. uh this is uh um i'm holding space for this person who shared this question with me because this real is fucking this is some shit that i definitely went through mm-hmm. uh the question is um what are some words of wisdom for those with past over exercise slash under nourishment experiences and I just, you know, again, we're living in a world that constantly, depending on our levels of marginalization, um, we're living in a world that constantly beats us down. Um, you're talking about food swamps, food deserts. You're talking about scarcity, racism, all of this other bullshit, xenophobia. You know, you got so much shit going on. It's just so important for you to adequately... Uh, nourish yourself emotionally physically spiritually like you deserve that (sighs) you deserve that in a demanding oppressive system and if you have the resources if you have the access the time and you need to seek the outside help of someone to to give you a brave safe safe space to like really just pull that suitcase out and just start unpacking some shit. Please take that time for yourself because I was someone who was definitely in that cycle of killing myself in the gym physically and then would feel guilt when I, when my body was hungry, Mm. you know, when I needed to eat because I still was chunky, you know, I still was looking in the mirror and seeing a fat person and you know, uh 95% of diets fail one in four people will gain the weight back and you also can develop health conditions from yo-yo dieting mm-hmm. you need to give your body the fuel the nutrition the just the love that it it craves every day
1: please love on your body
0: please thank you yeah so um that's that's the best that I can say. Um, you, ju- you just got to try to do what you can to kind of pour into yourself. And I'm so sorry you're experiencing that. And if you just legit ass can't connect with no fitness right now, that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. It's your own personal totally journey. Totally okay. Yeah, it's your own personal journey. But, but holding space for you for sure. Okay, you you want to add something to that? Yeah,
1: I mean, I was just thinking about that. I mean, because it, like I was saying earlier, it's important to do what works for you. And mm-hmm. like you said, if it's not doing fitness right now, because for a while, I mean, so I'll tell you, for about four years, mm-hmm. I worked out almost every day. Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where you know, some things happen in my life and I kind of shifted. But as I get back into it, I'm consistent, but I just don't feel that desire where I need to do it every day. If Mm -hmm. I want to, sure. But I just, I have to um, realize that life is just more than just that that fitness part, especially that aesthetic part. If that's your only kind of reason for wanting to do it, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. not letting that because that's tricky you can really really get bound up by it and again what i've learned from doing that personal development and like really um reading those books is that it inspires me to be um just a more confident person and like motivated to try other things mm-hmm. in my life. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not that flight or fight that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Like when I work out it makes me less anxious mm-hmm. in other things as well. Yeah. So I'm more willing to take a, a chance because I have a clearer mind yes. and I have a clearer spirit. And I'm like, you know what? I achieved that that one you know goal I had mm-hmm. uh, physically and fitness like Let me see what else I can do.
0: Yes, yes. It really
1: opens your mind.
0: Yes, and it's a way of, like baby is naming, and I love that, you know, of really marking the progression of your fitness and movement journey beyond aesthetics, Mm because that's very, very important. You know, a couple of my marks of progression for me personally are, you know, my cardiovascular health and, you know, monitoring my blood pressure, Mm -hmm. because that's just something that you know i have hypertension and i just really really want to you know just set that goal for myself so and, you,
1: and it's getting better mm-hmm. and you are doing well thank mm-hmm.
0: you babe and just the last thing i want to say um with that particular question it's just like make sure you know you try to tell yourself and i ain't no therapist but make sure you try to tell yourself like or ask yourself like am i eating enough like satisfying foods today to be okay. Mm -hmm. Give yourself permission, whatever it is that you want to eat. You know, you know what type of medical dietary restrictions you have, or if you don't, maybe you can talk to someone and, you know, and move past just, okay, I can't allow myself to eat this thing because I'm going to go train and really, really unpack if you feel like you may have an exercise addiction, because that's something I very much had. I had an addiction to lifting weights and I felt, you know, like they named a lot of guilt and shame when I didn't work out.
1: Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and I'll just, you know, I was sitting here thinking about what I was saying about um, you matter. Like I I get it, like not to shame or condemn or be hard on anyone. I I, I'm just speaking from a place where I personally have been Mm -hmm. where I just, I think I, I just devalued myself. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really know my own self worth. And so I didn't put much stock into, um, working towards, um, you know, what I wanted, how I wanted to look, how I wanted to feel. I was just like, whatever. And some days, you know, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But then at some point, at least for me, I like to start thinking about, you know, can I even turn this around? Is that mm-hmm. possible? And mm-hmm. if so, how?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And in doing that, I realized like, oh gosh, like it, it's about me. And mm-hmm. the more I make it about, cause nobody's going to care for you the way that you do. Like yeah. you, you know, you are the most um, in tune with your needs. Mm-hmm. And so really working through some of the barriers that we all put on ourselves, mm-hmm um that we it's like we deprive ourselves Mm -hmm. deprive ourselves of those things and the more we kind of break down those barriers and allow ourselves like you just named whether it's with food or an activity you want to do or someplace you want to go whatever that just I mean like feeling good is important yeah it's important because again you matter (laughs) your happiness matters yeah um and so working towards that um and for me i I learned those values through through fitness, so yeah, yeah.
0: and that's good, you know and and it's it's good to highlight that you know fitness has played a very pivotal role in your life because mm-hmm. I also want you know to uplift that, yes, mainstream fitness has its toxic ways, but it has been people on various levels of their fitness journey who have had really good experiences and are still unlearning. Some of the toxicness but they can they can lift up like hey this is how it's helped me mm-hmm. and i'm not ashamed of that mm-hmm. That's and i'll up. tell
1: you too some days you know i'll just get up and like Ilya said if i want to move I'll, I'll just move mm-hmm. i don't i don't know i don't even think about it i'll just grab mm-hmm. away pick it up and start mm-hmm. moving it's just what i want to do
0: yeah and um, you 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 legit be wanting to do that shit.
1: yeah i love it. i don't know what it is and so you know, and there's been times where I've just sat there and thought about like mm, it might be a good idea if I'm sitting there watching TV mm-hmm. to pick up, but I just I yeah.
2: just didn't
1: do it, you yeah. know. So again, it's a journey for us all. And you yeah. do you do what feels good feels good to you in the moment, and it's not right or wrong. Right, you know?
0: right. That's right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, babe. Um, this one is how to avoid unsolicited and arrogantly spoken advice from cis presenting men in gyms towards cis presenting women
1: how to avoid it
0: yeah
1: how you you can't avoid that shit they're (laughs) gonna do what they do now what you can do is protect your own damn energy yeah and i just posted this on my thing is like okay learn to read have a response and not a reaction mm, so mm. if you know you are it sound like you know that that's the thing you might want to prepare a response yeah. for. what are you gonna do when that shit happens that's right. and when it happens you know to me i i'm really good at tuning shit out i don't receive everything that's thrown my way so you can say what you want to do what you do but i'm i i, just, you know, I whether it's walking away, saying stop talking, st- stop talking to me, whatever I need to do to protect my energy, um I just I do that. Um I don't know. I I just I just realize, you know, realistically I just don't understand how That's to really avoid
0: it. I f- I feel you on that. And it and I think, you know, especially when it comes to um cis presenting women, um fem presenting folks, and it's a safety issue as well. So I do, I feel you where you, you know, you got to just avoid it. Cause nine times out of 10, you can't say shit to the douchebag.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, what I would suggest, and I'm a little biased on this question because I have a amazing t-shirt that says more lifting, less lurking. So I would say you can wear a a very radical ass oh, that's shirt good. or a shirt I didn't with a, about that. yeah mm-hmm. or a shirt with and that's precisely why mm-hmm. I made that shirt mm-hmm. um, because you know you can't say shit but your your shirt your chest can say it
1: mm-hmm. so
0: um, definitely, you
1: know what thank uh, you because maybe I don't always um, say things but my face can give you the fucked <laughs> up thing so give them a give them, give them a shitty face, face. yeah <laughs> and even
0: still if it's safe for you because you, right. you just never same. know mm-hmm. um and i never want you to be in harm's way so if you you know wanna wanna wear some badass radical shirts that kind of had a messages on you this is the age and time where it's all kind of t-shirts with all kind of messages mm-hmm. maybe try getting you a dope ass shirt that ain't got to be mine but you can get it on decolonizingfitness.com
2: mm-hmm.
0: um uh get you a badass shirt and just like hey just you know try to do the workout as best you can and just let the motherfucker see the shirt. And if it is a safe space, punch them, cuss <laughs> them out.
1: <laughs> Please don't assault anyone. We are not promoting.
0: <laughs> if a guy comes up behind you, and I've seen this happen mm-hmm. to film presenting mm-hmm. people in the gym. Mm-hmm. If they come up behind you and they're they, they are literally their body is literally touching yours. Oh, no, that's so different. And they, you know, like if they reach up behind you, like Mm -hmm. you're doing an exercise and they they can be like, oh, I'm just trying to get something Mm -hmm. around you Mm -hmm. by all means, punch them. If Mm -hmm. they are within uh, five inches of you, Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck if they touch you or Mm -hmm. not. You have a right to get them out your face. Face. Whether it's a punch.
2: Somebody just ask me the question.
0: I feel you. So, (laughs) okay. You know, you got legal beaver over here. Thank you. But you know, hey it is what it is moving on before i get in trouble (laughs) In the trouble with the law um tips on slowly integrating more inclusive slash progressive slash quote-unquote radical question mark practices in a facility that you work at especially if the gym is more conservative want to take a crack at
1: that yeah um tips I mean I think starting with like who you know an ally at work Mm -hmm. um that you can talk to about (laughs) maybe setting a meeting or maybe um who could shift some policies Mm -hmm. or you know what I mean like advocate Mm
2: -hmm. on you
1: and maybe get some folks together maybe put together some information I don't know but Mm -hmm. definitely I'm always about being vocal about what your needs are um particularly if it's a very corporate type of place usually they have very formal avenues and channels they like things presented to them so just actually taking the time to do that and following up and being adamant and like maybe even you're a part of some um advocacy groups or there's some resources you can share so that helps also uh you know kind of backs you up what you're bringing to them um, and um, really sharing your story about why it's important um, for you to have those things um, at work. And then sometimes it's actually uh, a requirement depending on what those um, needs are, Um, your job may be required to, Um, incorporate those things so you may actually be shedding light on an important you know a significant issue Mm. Um, so again more of the story is is speak up if you do see something Um, and I've known folks to say hey nothing gets done sometimes it's about again when I say timing is everything sometimes it's pacing yourself say something and then if it's not you know being really received well or, or perceived well me- waiting some time and then bringing it up again um finding that right person um to again shift those those um the culture or the policies um can take time um, and sometimes you work at a place where they may be um open to it if you just shared the information but again you just don't know until you kind of bring it to the light so mm. Be that beacon of light and uh, speak on it.
0: That's real. Thank you, babe, for sharing that. good. What you, um, what you got? So I think, firstly, um, you, if you are a coach, uh, some type of trainer at the gym, you can, um, number one, educate yourself on what it means to be weight inclusive, what it means to be overall affirming to diverse bodies. And again, you can check out my Patreon and I'll go in depth on my inclusive fitness webinar series where I can kind of like give you some tips. It's not a one size fits all. It's an ongoing process, but really learn um, about health at every size, you know, pick up some great works by some authors who've been doing this. Some pioneers have been sharing about this work, like follow us, learn from us. And then let people know, you know, you can even start out on your social media profile, let people know that you're a weight inclusive, um, you know, trainer, that you, you no longer um, track clients, you know, goals and progression by weight loss and all of that and kind of kind of have a conversation about on your social media about that. And then just bring that into the gym by, you know, by encouraging, um, you know, diverse clients to come, you can maybe host a pool for a pride event so you can bring in um a group of folks that maybe not necessarily would attend that gym and let you let them know that you're trying to create a safer and braver space um and to make one more facility in this world that's a little bit more affirming to people and then you can um start you know sharing what you've learned with your coworkers, with the gym owner uh see w- see if they would be open to um to learning a little bit more, and then hiring some of the people that you actually learn from and sharing it. Bring books in that you've been reading. You know, tag them in some some great memes that you've seen on Facebook. It's a lot or Instagram. It's a lot of, of ways that you can kind of get the message out indirectly. So you know, maybe start um, start with that. And um, to piggyback off of another question, I think it was something like. How can you advocate for more inclusive fitness spaces? And I would say the same thing. If you are someone who's wanting to be a gym member and you notice that the gym doesn't have, like Babe mentioned, doesn't have policies in place uh, for, for a diverse group, isn't like physically accessible, financially accessible, call them to account and ask them what ways are they trying to make their space you know, more accessible and affirming, you know, ask them if they have like accessible equipment and um, gender neutral, you know, bathrooms or locker rooms, and then just kind of have those conversations. And, um, and you can also go online, Superfit Hero has a a body positive fitness finder to see if you can find like a local uh, gym in your area. And, um, and again, you can share things on your social media and put the ask out and just say, Hey, I'm looking for trainers that do X and Y and Z. It's your dollar that you paying for these motherfuckers. So get what you want.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you, babe. So I hope that answered your question. And the last one is how to navigate fitness when dealing with the body, when dealing with body dysmorphia and trauma and for folks who don't know um body dysmorphia uh is like pretty much being like obsessed with your appearance and so many of us have that again if you you know our culture is riddled in toxic you know ways about how we push dieting on people and how we shame in particular, film presenting people in larger bodies, um, fat women, fat films, especially who are black, uh, are often dehumanized because we pathologize blackness, we pathologize fatness. So, body dysmorphia is a very natural occurrence, unfortunately, to a lot of people. Um, I I have had, and probably still do have, body dysmorphia because I definitely do not like what I see oftentimes. Um, and oh, thank you, baby. And on top of that, you know, gender dysphoria, uh, day-to-day is different. So just be, try to be um, very gentle with yourself each day. And again, if you're just not ready to navigate fitness and you feel like you need to to help um, yourself along your healing journey a little bit more, that's okay. Uh, the best thing that works for me when um, I have, you know, bouts of it is not really going to like open public space spaces kind of training on my own. I definitely don't be wanting to train in front of no mirrors. Uh, I just do movement that feels good for me, something that's very light. And that can start, you know, you can start by doing something as simple as walking around your neighborhood or, you know, doing a little bit of movement videos at home, just something that's just like I said, just, just gentle for you. And then just kind of work your way. But definitely don't try to be entering no gym if you feeling like that because that shit is just gonna be hella triggering for you. So I wish you um peace and love along your journey because I know that's a difficult
1: one. Mm, me too.
0: Yeah. You wanna did you wanna add to anything to that, baby?
1: Just that I try to support you through it. Thank um you. and just you know, tell you what I see. Thank you, baby.
0: And Babe does an amazing job, and that helps me, y'all. So don't think that a partner has to say, well, your body looks good to me, because that can be very minimizing to people, and I understand that. It just so happens to help support me because I need that, like, external cue. And, again, that's still embedded in, you know, somebody letting you know how you how you look and shit like that, and I get it but it just helps me through the moment. Um, but, you know, having a partner who is really helping me work through my chronic pain and my gender dysphoria and how a lot of times I'll be like, I don't, I'll don't. i tell her, like, I ain't going to this gym, it's too crowded. Or I ain't, you know, I ain't doing X and Y and Z. And instead of, like, kind of trying to push me through it and pull me in the gym and shit like that and and, you know... Try to do this whole "quote unquote" encouragement thing. She just is like, "Hey, that's where you at. If that's where you at, it, they fine. You get it, get your work out, and however you need to." And she supports me through that. It's been so many hikes we've been on, where my back and shit just be flaring up, and you know, I be fussing her out, but she'll <laughs> stop. She'll rub my back. She'll take time with me, and and that feels good because I've never had that shit.
2: Aww. So
0: yeah, thank you, babe. Thank you thank you so yeah um anything else you want to talk about okay we about to wrap this up y'all i feel like this has been a long ass episode but thanks everybody for the questions and the love of my life signed in
1: (laughs) i had fun this is my first podcast (laughs) uh i was really really nervous so I hope you all, um, enjoyed, uh, Ilya and I's banter. <laughs> yes. I think it was great. Um, yeah, we get into some really good conversations. Sometimes I wish we could just hide a mic somewhere <laughs> and just over, <laughs> you know, record it because we really do, yeah. um, have some really great, great conversation because our perspectives are so different, mm-hmm. um, that I think we hit a bunch of point of views and we challenge each other. We, we keep each other sharp. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's good. And, um, yeah. And I think Ilya keeps me humble. Ilya keeps me, um, from, you know, taking life so seriously, taking myself so seriously, um, and helping me enjoy this journey called life um, a little bit better. So Thank you to the audience for supporting my baby where it's really really hard to um, bring you some good content always researching and studying and figuring out ways to to get more exposure to share some of this uh, Good old knowledge of wealth over here.
0: Oh, thank you, babe mm-hmm. Thank you and continue to support crystal. She's an amazing attorney she's groundbreaking and she's just an awesome awesome sister and i love you so much Wendy.
1: Thank you. I do want to say I love you too. And I do want to say uh if you want to support me right now, my biggest project that I'm working on is um the Crown campaign. So visit the uh www.crowncampaign.com. Um we just real quick, you know, health equity when it comes to uh, policing black hair and discrimination in that way, you know, people want to be able to show up in um, their workplace, at school, um, in their community, wherever, in their gym, um, being the authentic self without folks feeling like um, their hair uh, is unkept because it's natural um, or unkempt because it's uh, natural because we as black people constantly try to keep up with these, your, Euro, your Euro, Eurocentric, um, standards. And it's very damaging to our psyches It's very damaging to our, our hair. Um, and there's our physical bodies from having that pressure and stress mm-hmm. to have straight hair, to have, um, a certain look and aesthetic that's pleasing, um, to, I'll just say the American eye, honestly, but this Western culture, honestly, um, especially when it comes to black, I have very long dreadlocks um, mm. and they smell wonderfully beautiful and they're beautiful, yes. you know, they're not dreadlocks. There's nothing dreadful about my locks. Mm. And so um, that also goes into fitness because you know I work out my sweat. So how I maintain my hair is very important. Mm. Um, you know being out in the sun I like to run the winter dries my hair out I have to maintain it a certain way so to me hair discrimination is a a fitness and health equity issue Mm, so I'm gonna put that on this podcast yes
0: thank you thank you for lifting that up that's why I say she be doing some amazing work (laughs) oh my goodness All right, y'all we signing out peace bye